Hi, everyone. You're listening to In the Open, a podcast by Mental Health America, where we talk all things mental health related. Hi, guys. We're back for another session of In the Open, but um, today's a special day. Is it? Is it? It is. It's a special What is it? Um, it is our third year anniversary of doing the podcast. Oh, that's exciting. It's amazing. I can't believe we've done it so far, but hey, we continue to do it every week. So as long as we can do it and it's helping people, we'll be doing this. So today we are going to be talking about a very important question. What's normal or not normal? <laughs> are we normal or not normal? Actually, it's really funny because when you said it, it's our three-year anniversary, I remember that we recorded Am I Crazy? And it's one of our most popular podcasts. In the Am I Crazy podcast, we talk about this. Like, what's your normal? What's normal, not normal? But we never yeah. had a podcast just called like Normal, Not Normal. And then since recording Am I Crazy and talking about Normal, Not Normal, I have developed some interesting mental health mantras or phrases in my head that I joke with my family members about like my my family members that we all have mental illnesses in my family we have like our own like mental health club okay <laughs> I totally have a weird relationship with this phrase now so do I can't really? do this I can't do this podcast without thinking about this joke without having that so you don't want to share your joke no I'm going to share it so what happened is like it's been a long, it's been a hard journey to talk about mental health in my family. I talk about mental health all the time, my job, blah, 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 blah. But with my family member, it's still that fear, right? Like, and just the muscle of talking to your family about your mental illnesses and like not feeling shame or whatever. Mm -hmm. But with my one niece who I just feel so close to, we share a lot of similar brain traits. And so we'll just like hang out and we'll, and we just started to be like, or are you crazy? Like, am I crazy? Is this crazy? Is this normal? No, that's not normal. And she and so now it's a joke where we're like, we're basically we talk about certain behaviors as being like normal for us, but not normal for society. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. we call that our like normal, not normal. And and it's really helped us. <laughs> I help me have a better understanding of this specific question and how nuanced it is. Oh, man, that's the right word, right? The nuanced. There's so much left for interpretation of what normal and not normal is. And the person who is defining that, that's where the the stickler is, right? Not just who, yes, it, it is important for who is defining it. But I also realize how much that question is about I don't know if you relate to this, but it's about shame. Like I'm trying to figure out if I should feel bad or do something about the experiences I have. So if they're normal and acceptable by society, then I don't have to feel bad about it or change it. But if I'm like, but if we, if I'm talking to my person and we land on like, basically we're like, oh, not normal. And that's how we say it. It's like, no, not normal. <laughs> then it's like, okay. I got to work on this. <laughs> it's like, I got to go bring this to therapy. I get that. So you talk about society and that's where my brain goes. Like whatever structure, society, culture we're in then frames that what's normal and not normal conversation, right? And then that shame piece that you're talking about is based on that, right? What's happening in the in quotes, normal world. 
and your ability to measure yourself against that. But then like the, the devil's advocate and the weird person in me is like, you're the ones that not normal. Cause you can't talk about the things that you're actually feeling society. where I can. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely agree. Let's take an example. Cause I was wrestling with this one crying excessively at work or crying at work at all. I would say our society tells us it is not normal to do that. To cry at work. Yes. At all. Yes. But is it normal to cry at work? No, it's not to me. It's not normal? Not to me. Not to my personal experience, no. I would have said, yeah, it's normal to cry at work. It's normal to cry regularly (laughs) No. I thought you're asking me, like in my existence, if it's normal for me to cry at work. Oh, well, so you're saying you don't cry at work. Really? You don't ever cry at work? Oh, if I've cried at work, it's limited and it's like pure distress. Well, obviously it's a distress, but how often are you distressed? I feel like I'm distressed all the time. Um, <laughs> I'm about to cry right now. <laughs> I would say distressed with the, with the understanding that I'm crying. Um, I can't I can't hold it together. Why I'm, are you crying now? I don't know why I'm crying. <laughs> That's just why what happens. But I feel like with people with depression or mental health challenges, like you know when we talked about like just feeling yes. like you're always on edge, right? Like okay, so fine for like the normal mental health brain, like people who struggle with depression and anxiety, maybe it's normal for us to cry at work. <laughs> And we just find environments. I definitely feel like MHA is a safe space where I don't have to feel shame for crying at work. And you're just like, just cry. It's fine. Yes. I would say depending on where your work is, that makes a big difference. Um, But I had a family member who told me that they were crying every day at work. And then this person also felt like they had to hide (laughs) in their desk and cry at work. Because they had like glass windows at their office and it was not a cultural norm at their office that you could just cry, which I I think is true for most work environments. Yes, I would totally say that. Yeah, most work environments are not necessarily safe spaces with private spaces to cry, like like you have a space safe space to go breastfeed or whatever. I feel like we should all have wellness rooms where you could go to that room in private and cry. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So This particular thing is so interesting to me because it's a case example of even for myself where I'm like, oh, I might regularly cry at work, but I'll go back to my family and be like, but when I cry like this, that's not normal, right? It's not normal to cry every Sunday and every morning and cry all the time. For no reason at all versus like you, you and I are just talking and something brings up an emotion. Like to me, that's like normal cry. But when I can tell that I'm depressed, I will cry for no reason. I'm coming out of an episode. So I'm like, I'm still on the edge, you know? Yeah. Like you're walking on the sidewalk and you're just like crying. Yeah. No, I'm literally crying because the sidewalk is too short. Like, that's what depression is like. It's like I my rational brain tells me that's the dumbest thing to cry about. But I will sit there and look at the sidewalk and be like, the sidewalk is so short. And I'll just cry. And you're like, oh, my God, that is your depressed brain. 
so this is how I've started to like gel with like normal, not normal. I'm like, okay, what's mine? This is more flushing out what that voice sounds like. Part of it, I think, too, though, it what it what you say with that is you're changing the settings. Like that's what that's what's coming to frame for me. Like the settings were were one way for so long. And that's what you've been like, okay, I'm functioning under these things. You know, the volume is set to this thing, this level. It's that's just where it's supposed to be because that's the normal thing. Mm-hmm. And then if you push it a little bit further up, you're like, no, it's too loud. And you're like, wait, no, it's not. That's like fabulous. Mm-hmm. And that's where for me, it's it's the gauges that we are measuring ourselves against. Mm-hmm. So when you think about work, for example, you're saying about the ability to cry, right? Mm-hmm. Most spaces don't allow for that because it's tied to vulnerability, sense how sensitive you are. There's all these stigmas attached to it or whatever. Judgment. Yeah, judgment. That's a huge one. Yes. If you have a judgmental workplace or school or classroom, you can just pretty be sure that your spectrum of safety for expressing non-normative ideas or behaviors is very low. There's no tolerance for it. Yes. Yes, of course. (laughs) So you're going to feel all kinds of shame. You're not normal. Nobody's normal. Yeah. It's the structure that's created, right? Like um, when you think about spaces, for example, like lawyers, I'm thinking about corporate law. You're not going to be able to talk about your emotions in a very open way. Right. But at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is just work within that that constraint. And when you're able to be yourself completely is the normal piece. And that's the part that I would rather be in like that. I just want to see you as a whole person, not what you create for the world to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A whole person, a genuine person. It would be yeah. amazing if we could live in a society that just accepted people for all of their beautiful differences. And I feel like we're doing better than we were 30 years ago. But there's still a lot of judgment and a lot of expectations. Yeah, it's questionable where we are. Um, but can I ask you, can step take a step back? Yeah. Like, do you do that too? Like, what are your things where you're like, oh, is this normal, not normal? I talk to my friends. Those they're my gauge so measurers. What are the behaviors you do that you might ask your friend is this normal or not normal? Where I talk to myself all the time in my head? Yeah, I was totally going to say that. What is it yeah. about talking to yourself? Do you talk to yourself out loud? Yeah, I I do that all the time. Do you talk to yourself in the shower? In the shower? Or certain places in your in your environment that you're more likely to talk to yourself? Sometimes when I'm working, I will do that and it'll be like, America. <laughs> like, this is that's <laughs> America. What are you doing? You know, and I'm trying to like yeah. snap out of whatever. Yeah. Or, and it's funny because sometimes when I'm at home and I'm talking to myself, my fiance will be like, what? And I was like, I'm not talking to you. I'm yeah. talking to me. Yeah. Don't, don't pay attention. And he's like, okay. He's gotten so used to it. It's like, all right, whatever. She's... Are there people who just like don't talk to themselves? I have no idea. So that's one. That's one thing that I definitely do. Um, Sometimes it's tied to different situations where I may feel othered. Mm -hmm. 
in some way where I'm like, am I interpreting that the same way? Mm. Did that just happen and I'm being gaslit or um, that was so racist? <laughs> yeah, feeling gaslit. So I need somebody to help me think about that. Yeah, feeling gaslit or feeling reactive when you're feeling attacked there's a whole spectrum of like is the way i'm responding right now normal or not normal am i being reactive because of my my life experiences or do i need to titrate myself yeah um is there any other behavior ticks habits the way you do certain things even the way we talked about like the way we eat food um <laughs> i guess well I mean, I have certain things that I do, but I don't see them. I've never questioned myself. Is it normal or not normal? It's just like, it is me. <laughs> daydreaming. Do you ever wonder about your daydreaming? Do you daydream? No, not really. I don't daydream. I dream a whole lot. I can. I have full on like movies in my head. Do you play what if games in your head? Oh, so this is what I do. When you say that, the what if, it's more about like planning really looking at the perspective like what's going to happen in a year let me think about that and and i work backwards from that and i'm like is that normal mm. oh, because you know what's uh, interesting? that reminds me of people who are like really big planners oh dude i'm packers. a planner you know that. the way they like organizing so yeah you're that's interesting so the way you engage in organizational skills is like a normal not normal where you're like i have overplanned this family vacation and you all must abide by my laid out five bullet plan about our vacation <laughs> this happens all yeah. the time in our family where you're like why are you doing that because the other end of the spectrum is the family that's like i don't want to plan i'm going to show up to this new state and i'm just gonna yeah. step my foot off the plane and see where the world takes me and these <laughs> two people are in the same family and you're just like i'm the person i'm the family member who likes to sit back and watch those two people fight and I'm like, who's going to win? <laughs> you know, the other thing that I do, which totally connects to that is I get a lot of anxiety when I am confronted with immediate change. Like you're mm -hmm. saying, like mm -hmm. there's an event that's planned. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, we have 20 more people coming. I'm like, huh, huh, no, <laughs> huh, what do you mean? You know, I don't have enough napkins or something like that. And my brain just is like an overload. Yeah. And I think many people don't function like that. They're just like, ah, it's all right. We'll go in Safeway and buy more plates. It's not a big deal. And it's like, no. And and it there's a complete disconnect between those two functions. Yeah. So, so we said we mentioned how normal, not normal is tied that to distress. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the ways that we act out are reactions to distress <laughs> that make us act in ways where we're like, is that normal or not normal? Is that true? I think in some capacity, it's true. I'm thinking about one of the, um, I have a friend of mine who like her immediate reaction is not, it's not anger, you know? Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm going to walk away and pop myself into the, my little turtle shell and nope, pretend the world is okay. And I'm like, how can you do that? Yo, like, that's not normal where I'm like, you gotta like battle it out. 
it's that's so true because what you're saying too is sometimes if you think of response to distress as needing to see a behavior, it doesn't include the people who, when they're in distress, they retreat. And that's not necessarily a good normal either because like totally closing someone out and running away yeah, <laughs> is not necessarily healthy <laughs> or normal because when you're in a relationship with someone like you literally, you can't be in a relationship with someone if you're just always running away. Right. You're not engaging in any meaningful interaction. Yeah. Oh, I do have people in my life who are like that, where you're just like, you're not taking risks and that it's not healthy, <laughs> yeah. not normal either. You're not saying what needs to be said. And but th- that's hard though, because at some point these reactions and like whether you're reacting by engaging in habits or um, running away, sometimes it's also a personality thing where you're like, yes. dude, it's not even like I'm not doing this because I'm reacting to stress. Like this is just my personality. I'm so chill. I'm not yeah. running away. I'm chill. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't even, it doesn't even phase me. Yo, I'm going to walk away. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. And that for me is completely separate from who I am as a person. So I'm like, God, Can you like rub off a little bit on me so I can just be as chill? Yeah. I don't feel like I know any chill people. (laughs) Maybe I've alienated all of them from my life. (laughs) Do they exist? Like people who don't talk to themselves, have inappropriate thoughts. (laughs) I think they do a good job of not showing that to the world. No one is just like that zen, right? Like that's a facade. I don't know. I've never met anybody that is, so I couldn't tell you, dude. Maybe there somebody out there can tell us. Yeah, I'm okay, totally then, here. Then we feel like we have a sense. <laughs> this is so like self-affirming, but I I honestly can't think of somebody who is just like, look, like being calm is a practice. And there are No, this is really, this is hard. I don't know anybody who is just calm and zen. But, okay, that, but being calm, oh, God, how can I say this? Being calm does not equal normal for me. What do you mean? Like, if that's a state of where, if calm is a state of normalcy, like, that's making you, like, calm is okay. Like, that's, like, the place to get to. Dude, mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that is is, is going to define themselves as, yes, I'm calm, so that means I'm normal. I'm more so on the side of like, dude, normal is like so self-defined based on your existence in the world and what you want to see in it and how you want to be perceived by others. Uh-huh. But there are constraints that exist that pop us into these spaces that we're just like, okay, compared to X thing, Maybe this isn't the case as normal as it should be, but I'm all right with that. Yeah. When we think about mental health conditions specifically, okay, and the struggles that we may run into when we're dealing with mental health conditions, there there is, I think, a question that has to be asked in whatever it is that you're experiencing, different habits, different behaviors that you're engaging in, are they causing you more distress along all of the different frameworks that you're functioning under? Or mm-hmm. 
um, are you at a place that you're okay with managing where you are Mm -hmm. and not being, you know, you don't really, you don't, you're not being phased by it. You're like, it's all right. I can be called not normal because I'm cool with that. Mm -hmm. I'm so gone. I am so in my head. I'm basically talking to my brain. I often go in and I'm like, I am almost positive it's not normal that most people literally just disappear from whole conversations at 10 minutes periods. <laughs> like that yes. is not a good thing for me to do. But it's funny because somebody in our office would be like, oh, that's such a Pisces thing to do. Or that's such an introverted thing to do. You know, and I think this is ways for us to give labels to experiences that are that help us not feel bad or shame about the way our brains work or like the way we just act or are different in the world. And I, I will say a closing thought is I am just so grateful that as a society, I feel like we are moving towards more non-judgmentalism and, and accepting like not normal behaviors as diverse and cool. Hmm. Whereas when I was a kid I felt like there was so much pressure to be quote normal and that was too much man yeah it puts undue pressure for that you know what you make me think of Teresa is uh, some of my loved ones I feel like they have ADD and Mm -hmm. they're like I could be having whole conversations and then they'll be like oh I don't know what you said you were talking like what? Yeah, there's a lot of similarity to like ADD and and anxiety in that way. Yeah, I would say in terms of closing thoughts, I totally agree with you, Teresa. I love, I love being identified as not normal. I'd rather be in that space than not because I don't want to be defined by something that I don't necessarily vibe with. Mm-hmm. I'm all right. I can yeah. chill with. With me existing in a space where I'm just like, really? You don't think this is normal? Okay. Find your community. I don't care if I'm, quote, not normal anymore because I just hang out with my other people who love me for who I am. And that feels so good. <laughs> yeah, that's how um, that's how we can come together every week. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just be like, hey, Teresa, check, check, Teresa, come back to me. Where'd you go? Thanks, guys. This is our third year anniversary, by the way. We love (laughs) y'all. Yeah. Bye. Keep fighting in the open, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.